Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is I'm the King of the World. In this episode, we're going to talk about all of rank and how to deal with a higher ops in the organization. I'm sure everyone's had um, issues with whether it's the owner or a senior manager or someone coming down to your IT department with a new gadget or needing something right away. And how do you deal with that from the technical standpoint and then even from the business side? Well, and also uh, for managers out there to protect their techs. Because remember, sometimes the, the person that's coming down to your tech, asking them for something, they're eight levels above them. And it can, be a, it can be a little intimidating. You don't want to tell the CEO, no, I'm not going to do that for you. Right. And, and it creates some fear because remember, this is for your job. This is money for your, for family. your family or whatever. So you want to make sure that your technicians understand that they can say no in a different way, uh, especially if they have policies in place and stuff like that, that to protect them and have them let you say no yeah. in a nice way as well. But at least... If, if I have a direct line to my supervisor, my supervisor or VP is different than my staff level one saying no to them. Right? Exactly, exactly. So you don't want to get them in that situation. And uh, like always, we have a couple of stories uh, to tell you about. Experiences with this. Right. So then we can comment and, and, and you can get your head around what we're talking about. Uh, one story I have, Greg, uh, I have told Greg this many a time. So I'm sorry, Greg, if I'm boring you. <laughs> but uh, the story about uh, we had a senior master sergeant. I was in the Air Force. Uh, from about 1994 to 1998. That makes me about 25 today. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you wish. <laughs> but uh, we had a senior master sergeant coming to our help desk. And uh, a senior master sergeant in the Air Force is an E-8, uh, enlisted 8, grade level. And we had an airman, E-3. So, again, so they were higher up there. I'm, I'm yeah. not, I wasn't in the military, so I don't understand that. Yeah, but the enlisted grades give you an example. From an E3 okay. to an E8 is a big deal, right? So came yelling at the help desk technician because our process in the Air Force was you don't know your password and you need a reset. You need to come to the office and show your ID unless there's something else that can identify you. Like, for example, <laughs> I recognize your voice. You can come in. I mean, you don't have to come in. I can reset your password right there and then. And we had a challenge response for that. Uh, so you could say the challenge response. Uh, but in this instance, we have 2,000 users. The airman didn't recognize the person's voice. She said, sir, you have to come in. The gentleman came in yelling, uh, dropping F-bombs and everything. The airman was fortunate that our chief master sergeant, who's an E9 that was in charge of our shop, was in a cubicle right behind her when this this guy was yelling at her. The chief stood up and said, Hey, Sergeant, you don't yell at my airman. <laughs> yeah, we all tried not to laugh, but we were all grinning. Uh, the point of this is that in the Air Force, they taught us if you're doing your job, you can say no. You can refer the person to another higher up and let them hash it out at their enlisted <laughs> level. And I think the benefits, though, being in the military, though, is all the policies and procedures are in place, so you had that to back you up, right? which is a great thing. Unfortunately, in business, that's not always the case. Right, and that, <laughs> and that leads us to another story that Greg had, and we're going to talk about Mr. S. <laughs> yes, just <laughs> not one. Not saying any names. In, in the uh, firm I used to work for, um, one of the partners had 
called up the help desk and then proceeded to come down with a home laptop demanding that it was going to get fixed today because he needed it to work. Um, I happened not to be in my office at that time, but when I got back, I had one of my technicians there. They were a little upset because, you know, this guy's yelling at him. All they're trying to do is help. And I got a little upset because I've had issues with that person in the past. So I called up the CEO and went over to his office and said, what is my requirements here? Are we supposed to fix their machines? His response was, does the guy have a laptop? And I was like, yeah, he's got a work laptop that it's working. He's like, well, tell him then he's got to stay in the office and work on that. And you don't have to work on his machine. He's like, you guys do that out of a, a, a nicety. There's no requirement to do that. He might have added a few uh, select words too. Yeah, to describe. I, I tended to uh, <laughs> scrub those ones out. But it was just nice that I had the CEO's back. And I called up the guy. He didn't answer his phone. And I proceeded to tell him, listen, we, we, we do this as a nicety. We don't, we're not required to do this. You've got a working machine. We're busy. We can't get to this right now. Right. And this is the main thing here. Uh, we're also supposed to work as a team. Even with different department guys, so we have to remember that you're all part of the same team. Uh, some of the, these people are billable. Some of the other people support billable people. So you want everybody to be working in the right way and most efficiently. Yeah. But at the same time, you also have to protect your folks if you are a manager. Yeah, and in this you have scenario, to protect them for that type of stuff so they can actually do their job. Yeah, and in this scenario again, it wasn't that we didn't want to help him on his home machine because we always did that for. Some of the anyone that brought the machine, but we were swamped those that week and we didn't have time. And then this guy coming in and yelling to demand something, I just had had it at that point. And I went in and talked to, the, I was very, you know, respectful and talked to the CEO and he, he agreed with me. And, you know, I told the guy, you know, next time just come in and ask me first, not my text, and I'll let you know when we can get to it. Well, we can send that right expectation. And yes. then if we tell our text, go do it, I'll text we'll do it. And really, that's the way it should be you know, following the, the chain of command yeah. in a way. But also following the policies. Now, we didn't have a written policy for this, so I could see if they were confused, but it's also that respect level. You don't come in demanding of something, especially when it's a personal machine. So. Right. And they should appreciate that as managers as well because they would want the people that are below them to react the same way. They don't want their people, uh, talking about the Air Force, for example, to follow orders from somebody from a different command contradicting their orders without telling them exactly so that that master senior master sergeant that i was talking about earlier should have actually appreciated the the airman's response to him yeah uh, but he thought he was special i guess yeah and unfortunately <laughs> that happens but i mean i think some of the lessons we learned from this are first of all if you have a service catalog and we're going to talk about this in a future episode but if you have a, a service catalog that's published Everyone in the company is going to know what IT's job is and what they're responsible for. Well, but you jumping ahead here a little bit of me, Greg. Uh, what um, can you tell us in general? I know we're going to have an episode about this, but how does the service catalog help us prevent this problem with all of rank? I, I guess that would help. Uh, what a service catalog is is basically listing of your IT services to the company, and when that's written up, it takes time, but it's also a process that's done with the organization. It's not something that an IT manager or an IT person does by themselves, it's basically aligning the services the company needs with the services IT is offering so that everyone is aware of what's going to happen. In this scenario, the tech could have just pointed to, listen, this is not in the service catalog. It's a special request. We have to get approval from X, Y, and Z people for us to do this. Right. So they, they don't have to say no, and they're still helping the person, even though they're technically saying no, but they're saying they're giving them another course. There's another to avenue follow. to pursue. Right, exactly. That also gets into then the next point of 
you know, you need a policy to how to deal with changes. And this might not be considered a change, but it is because you don't deal with personal machines in the first place. And now someone wants you to, again, not to say you don't do it, but it's a change of how you're doing things. Because if, if I'm stopping my tech from working on a problem that might be this person's staff person, they're going to get upset then when their staff person's not working, but it's because what they did. So with the policies, you can, again, everyone can agree to it and point to those. In addition, if someone wants to change the policy, that's fine, but that's not going to happen right away. And that just, again, goes through a committee to do that piece. It's helping to solidify and helping people understand what we're responsible for, what we need to do right now. And like Victor said, is an avenue of, if you're not happy with that, an avenue to pursue a different outcome. Right. Now, in setting up the service catalog, which has a, a bunch of things in it, right? Underpinning contracts, SLAs, all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it, it sets up expectations for all the departments. And that's the manager's job, actually. The, the, the manager's job is to publish that, to make everybody aware of that. So by the time it gets to the technician, if the person chooses to ignore the process, that's their problem. But they should know by then that they shouldn't even be asking that yeah. of the particular technician. They should be going either to their boss or to the IT manager or director to make that request mm -hmm. happen. So it sets up that expectation and process actually protects the technician even without the manager having to jump in, yeah. right? And, and then the final thing would be is that I always say you follow the chain of command. In this, in this scenario, my tech did exactly what they're supposed to do is they came to me and said there was an issue. I then went to this other person's boss to address, you know, he also happened to be the, the head person of the firm, to figure out what is the requirement from us. Now, it was never a published requirement, but now he said it, and we did write it down, and everyone knew that then from going forward. Our techs knew that we're allowed to put this course of action of, you know, we need to get approval from Greg because me working on a personal machine is going to take away from my job here. And, you know, not to say that you don't use it for business, but when you have a business machine already, it's not a, it's not a um, critical issue. Right. And, and obviously it's priority one to that particular person, but there are a million things that are priority one. So there, there has to be a way to prioritize, right? Yes. If you don't prioritize, everything's priority one, which means everything mm -hmm. is pretty much the same thing again. <laughs> right? So, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And that's the way that our technicians can prioritize. That's the way the way we prioritize for business is actually with policy and with the service catalog and, and setting priorities for the for the different uh types of jobs that are mm -hmm. done in the company. So that's predefined. That's the pre-priority, right? Yeah. Then the technician has their priorities already because that trickles down from there. And if there are exceptions, there there, there should be a policy and a process for yeah. that, right? And then the, the higher ups, the, the people that are in charge of that can say, no, no, this is an exception, yeah. go fix it. And things can change, like Victor's saying. I mean, think everything, you can change it. But again, it was agreed upon. That's why in the beginning I stated that it needs to be that, you know, in this scenario, that service catalog that everyone's kind of falling back to is agreed upon by the organization as a whole, not IT, not just the CEO, but the department so they can understand here's what we're going to do and here's how. And if someone's not happy with the way we're doing it, they can address it at that point of the creation of the policy. And they can always address it later, too, by, any, by all means, but it doesn't mean it's going to get fixed at that point. Whereas if you address it in the beginning, we're saying it's, we're going to do this because of this reason. If you're saying that you need us to also support home machines, well, is there a limit you know, do we support yours? And that also might cost you money because I always came back to the owners with, if you want me to do that, here's what it's going to cost. So, you know, you want me to support all you, all the owners. There was, whatever, 25 partners in that firm. Right. That's a lot of extra machines. And then you talk about their kids' machines. Well, you're basically saying, I got to hire an extra person to handle that. If you guys are willing to pay for it, then we'll put that in the service catalog. But if you're not, then we can't deal with that right now. We have other priorities that we have to take care of.
Right. And, and, and mind you, we always want to look at all perspectives, right? We're, we told you the technician's per- perspective, which is, you know, they have they should have their priorities set by their manager and in, in their department. So they follow that by default. If there are exceptions, they shouldn't be pushed into contradict what their manager wants them to do because that's the person that writes their evaluation. Now, on the other hand, we have to understand as IT folks that there will be exceptions. Yes. That they're just things that happen, you know. If I have to go to the owner's house to fix something, guess what? I probably will go because that's the person that either does business development, mm-hmm. creates relationship with their government contractor, with government folks, whatever. That person needs to be running all the time. So that's an exception that, especially in smaller firms, you're going to see a lot. Yeah. And you're going to have to accept it, technicians. So don't get... Don't get pissed off. Yeah, or, or don't get too high on your horse about that. You know, also, is it if your boss's AOL doesn't work? <laughs> but I think that gets into too. It's 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 when the technicians or everyone has an understanding of the goals of the organization. How is doing this going to help? You know, if going to the owner's house, which some people don't mind, some people do, bother, it does bother them. But my thought was is that if that's going to enable the owner to do more work to help grow the company, which will in turn secure my job, my paycheck, and my future. Then by all means, I'm going to go to his house. That that small, it's such a small thing at that point. Right. Which another thing that helps here in this situation, and I, I mean, I didn't have it in my notes even, but now that I think about it, I actually learned something today. Is that in the Air Force, we always knew our mission. Uh, every little thing that you did, it, it it was always put into your head that hey, this is saving somebody's life. This is moving, you know, hundreds, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars of equipment across the world. You don't even see it, but this little thing that you're doing here is helping the mission. When somebody is working for for something greater than than what they do, they don't even mind the little things. And these little instances where they have problems with partners or senior master sergeants or whatever, it doesn't bother them as long as they have a process to fall back on and they feel like. They, they have a solution for the person. Exactly, exactly. Right. And like Victor said too, is that it's always good that you always want to support your techs and because sometimes they might be afraid to tell someone no or to speak back or just to, they just deal with it just to deal with it. But you know you need to have their backs because you don't want to lose good people because someone else was rude to them. And that's just not acceptable. So hopefully this, this will help in uh, eliminating uh, the problem of awe of rank in the organization. But uh, you want to go through the wrap up real quick so people have takeaways? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest things are that, you know, you have a service catalog. And again, we'll get into details of how to do that later. But having that so you can always refer to that when someone's asking a question or needing you guys to do something. Um, the next thing would be, again, having the policies in place. And it, with anything, service catalog, all the stuff that IT does, it's not IT centric. It's the business centric. And meaning that you create these with the business in mind, with the business units in mind. It shouldn't be that you write it up and they approve it. It should be you guys write it up together. I realize also on the realistic part of that, it's not always the case. Write the first draft yourself, pass it off. We'll get into policies also in a later episode You know, with some ref- resources you can use to start getting some templates and stuff. Um, and the last thing is just make sure you follow chain of command. If you have an issue, even in that scenario, I was upset also that this person came down and was basically yelling at one of my techs. So I told the boss, I told my boss, I said, this is not acceptable. And I said, I'm not going to have someone in the organization talking down to people in my group. It's hard enough for me to manage and keep these people happy. And, you know, we're paying them well and we're training them. They don't need someone yelling at them because basically they're trying to help you. So let them help you. And if the partner had an issue, they should have then come to me and not just dealt with that, that technician. That's why they called you dad. 
<laughs> All right. And we'll talk about why they called Victor mom later. <laughs> That's why am I always a girl? I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. That's a private conversation. Anyway, I hope you learned uh, something today. I know I did. Did you, Greg? I always learn. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Make sure you tune into our next episode and also check out our previous episodes at www.prometheusconsultingllc.com. What a long name. <laughs> In addition, you can check out resources uh, that we referred to for the service catalog at www.itil-officialsite.com. Oh, my squiggle. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. All right. Bye-bye.